Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by John Merwin of Brooklyn Bedding, an industry-leading direct-to-consumer bed-in-a-box manufacturer. Listen as John shares stories from his upbringing, his early days in mattress liquidation, and now manufacturing mattresses for some of the top brands in e-commerce. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by John Merwin of Brooklyn Bedding. John, thank you so much for joining me today. Yep. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I'd like to go back to uh, your upbringing. What would you say your childhood was like and how do you kind of describe your upbringing? Yeah, I, I, I would say it's no different than, than most other kids. I, I grew up in a very small town in Eastern Montana, a mm-hmm. uh, town of, you know, 1800 people. My graduating class had, you know, 42 people in the class. So, you know, very small one flashing red blinking light. Um, so just a small Eastern town in Montana. Amazing. Would you say that you had an entrepreneurial mindset to say what, what was lemonade stands or Sony products, anything like that? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if, if I would say uh, early on I had that. Um, I was in, I was really big into sports. Mm. So, uh, you know, my summer's entailed, you know, going to wrestling camps and, and just, I was active all the time. So yeah, I eventually, you know, I eventually went to, to college and I wrestled in college for a couple of years. Um, and then after that, I would say I had a little bit, you know, that's when the entrepreneurial spirit kind of kicked in is, is mm-hmm. after my athletic career ended in college. Mm. So I, I know you went on to Montana state university. You mentioned you had an athletic career. Did you end up going into athletics with your time there? And also what did you study? your time? Yeah. So initially out of high school, I signed with a small, uh, NAI school in, in Western Montana, mm-hmm. uh, Dylan, and I wrestled there for a year. Uh, their program got cut. So then I transferred to a, to a college in South Dakota, wrestled there for a year. And then, uh, wrestling is a, is a tough sport. And back, back when I was doing it, uh, you know, we cut a lot of weight and, and so, it became the, the, the victories were making weight. And so, mm. you know, I'm, I'm walking around now at 180 pounds in college. I wrestled 134. So, <laughs> you know, I was, I was a tiny little guy, but so yeah. it was, it was after my, my second year of wrestling, uh, that I eventually gave that up. And then that's when I transferred to Montana state and I was going into, I, I wanted to be a, a teacher and a coach mm. is kind of the, you know, where, I, where I went with, with my education. Yeah. So, uh, following graduation, I'm curious, did you end up, uh, teaching for some time or what, what did that period look like between wedding and college? So I, I didn't, I didn't graduate. Um, I would say, uh, after, after, you know, I stopped wrestling and, and became a normal college student. Uh, you know, I struggled without, without the structure of, of, of athletics and, you know, keeping me on the straight and narrow, I would say, you know, the, the two years that I spent at Montana state, I probably was not in the classroom as much as one should be. So, mm, yeah. you know, I, uh, you know, yeah, I struggled and it, it was then that, you know, I was dating, I was dating my high school sweetheart, you know, we got engaged. Um, and I, uh, it was right after I got engaged that I got a call from my brother and he said, you know, what are you going to do? And, and so, well, I'm going to, you know, try to finish school and be a teacher and a coach. And, and that's when he, 
he said he was in Arizona and, and he said, well, you know, after you get married, why don't you move down to Arizona? And, and I got this mattress thing going on and, and, you know, I'd like you to run a store and I'll run a store. He's, you know, he said, we can, you know, we'll get really big and yeah. we'll get like four stores in the Phoenix area. And so I hung up the phone and was talking to my wife and, and, you know, we both, like I said before, we grew up in a very small town and, mm. and it sounded exciting and said, you know, let's, yeah, let's go for it. Wow. So when you, I'm curious, when you joined, what did his existing, like, what did that look like? The existing mattress space that you entered, was there anything established by then or did, was it kind of blind entrance for you? Yeah, he, so he had already, and, and I, I'll kind of go back. Um, he had one retail store and, you know, when I moved down, we opened up our second retail store mm-hmm. and how he started, which I think is, is important to, to know is, uh, you know, he started selling scratch and dent, you know, comfort exchanges, returns. He started selling those mattresses out of his garage. And, mm. uh, you know, he would put ads in the penny saver and, and take phone calls and people would come and, and, and buy them. And then he would go back. He was buying them from an auctioneer. And then he would go back to that auctioneer a couple of weeks later and, and replenish inventory and, and was doing it like that. And this was right around, you know, cell phones had just hit the market and, and so he had a bag phone and then he thought, you know, well, let me, let me buy a, he had to buy a truck to transport all these mattresses. So he bought an old Wonder Bread truck. Wow. And so then he would drive around with his bag phone and, and a Wonder Bread truck full of mattresses and, and he would take calls in the penny saver and he would place calls in, in a certain section of, he would place ads in a certain section of town mm-hmm. and he would answer the phone and, and the, people be calling about the mattress and he'd say, well, you know, I just, I just finished delivering a bed. I'm, I'm 10, 15 minutes away. I'll, I'll swing over and show you what I have. Wow. So then he would, he would drive over to their house and start schluffing beds off and, and then he would sell mattresses. So then he would go back to the auctioneer and, and, you know, replenish his inventory. And that was when the auctioneer said, you know, how are you selling these beds? Like he, you know, he took, he kind of took him under his wing and, and Mm -hmm. he told him and, and, the guy said, he's like, that's crazy. He's like, you need, you know, you need retail stores. You need a store. How, you know, how many, how many houses can you hit in a day? Yeah. And so it was at that point that he, he took his advice and he, he went and opened up a store and, and, uh, kind of got that running. And then that was, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know the exact time frame, but mm-hmm. you know, six months, nine months later is when I got engaged. And then he called me up and you know, so wow. hey, why don't you come down? And so I moved down and, and, and opened up the store and we were, you know, it turned out that we were getting our inventory from Montgomery Wards. I don't know if you even remember Montgomery Wards. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like a, they're, you know, they were like a Sears or a JC okay. back in the day, you know? And so the auctioneer was, had a deal with Montgomery Wards. So he was buying you know, truckloads of mattresses and they, they would be, like I said, comfort returns, exchanges, warranty problems, different things like that. Yeah. And so, uh, we eventually went direct to Montgomery wards and we started buying direct from them. And so when you're buying, when you're buying and we were liquidators, right? So we, we start, you know, we had two stores and then we added another store and pretty soon we're, I think we're up to four or five stores at the time. Wow. And 
when you're buying liquidated product, you don't tell, you know, we couldn't tell Montgomery Wards what we wanted. Yes. So, you know, we wouldn't get a certain segment of product that we needed. Like we wouldn't get twin size beds. We wouldn't get full size beds. We wouldn't get foundations. There's, there was just certain stuff that we wouldn't get. Yeah. And so we, we went to a, a real small local manufacturer here in town and we started supplementing what we couldn't get on the, on the liquidated side. And that, wow. that, that's, that's important in a, in a little bit in the story. So yeah, we're up to, we're up to five stores and, and Montgomery Wards uh, announces that they're going, uh, that they're BKN. And so, mm. you know, I, I can't remember the year again, I should have looked all this stuff up, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're scrambling because we're, you know, trying to figure out how we're going to stay in business. You know, we yeah. were, you know, we had healthy margins and, and we were trying to figure out where we're going to get product. And so that was when we went straight to Serta and Sealy and Simmons. Mm. They had some, they have factories here locally in Phoenix and, and you start talking to them and saying, Hey, you know, we'd like to buy, we'll buy whatever you want to sell us. Yeah. You know, crazy quilts, comfort returns, warranties, you know, we'll, anything scratch and dent, anything that you want to sell, we'll buy. And mm. so they, they start selling us product and, you know, it, it wasn't long that uh, we're in their factory and, and we're looking at finished goods and trying to buy it. And over in the corner is some raw materials and it's, you know, some springs and some fabric and some foam, just stuff that, you know, you get to know the plant manager a little bit and, and it's like, Hey, what is all that stuff over there? Yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's obsolete raw material. It's, you know, so-and-so changed their mind. And, you know, we got stuck with this, you know, we got stuck with five springs. We got stuck with some foam. Mm. It's like, well, what do you, what are you going to do with it? And it was then that the, the guy said, well, if we can't, you know, if we can't find anyone to buy it, we'll probably just scrap it. And so then it was like, well, how much do you want for it? And, you know, we kind of start negotiating back and forth and, yeah. and come to an agreement. And so, okay, Hey, I'll, I'll buy it. And so we load it up into our truck and we take it over to this small manufacturer that was building us product. Yeah. Grab him and say, Hey, come here and check this out. And so he, he comes back, open up the truck and here's all these components to make mattresses. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do with them? I'm like, well, we want you to make beds out of it. <laughs> he's like, well, you know, how do you want it to look? And, and you know, I've, how, how am I going to charge you? And, you know, he just, he had all these questions and, and we didn't care because yeah. like, I don't care what it looks like, just build it, give it, give, give us a good deal yeah. and we'll sell it. You know, we're, we're the name of our company was RNS mattress liquidators. We were liquidators. We don't care what it looks like. Yeah. And he couldn't wrap his head around that. And so, you know, he's like, no, he's like, I just, I want you to continue buying what I'm building. And, and I don't want to bring all these miscellaneous raw materials in that not familiar with. And, and he's like, I just, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, well, you know, we take that stuff back to our warehouse and kind of throw it in the corner and it's like, you know, just kind of forget about it. Yeah. Well, you know, a month later, two months later, we're back in Sealy's office and, and we're looking at more finished goods. Well, now this, this time the guy says, Hey, you see those finished goods over there? And like, yeah, you know, that's what you want to buy, right? It's like, yes. Well, before I sell you those, you need to buy all these raw materials. And he points over to a pile and he had more miscellaneous raw materials piled up. <laughs> and so it's like, 
well, the, you know, there's, there might be an opportunity here, but you know, we need to, we need to figure out how to make a mattress. Yeah. And it was, we just asked the guy like, Hey, you know, can you, can you show us how some of this equipment runs? Can you, know, mm. how, how do, how do I, how do I make a mattress? Yeah. And so pretty soon we're on a, on a tour of the factory and looking at equipment and kind of looking at how they're, how they're building the beds. And, and it wasn't more than, you know, a month later, we bought our first sewing machine and, and wow. we, just, we just started building mattresses. That's incredible. And yep. And, and we lived, we lived in that liquidation world for, you know, probably 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just kept adding retail stores. And, and so, you know, we probably got up to, at one point we got up to 25 retail stores. And, and wow. these are the type, these are the type of retail stores that, you know, everything we sold was one of a kind. Yeah. So, you know, because, you know, so we would, we would look for large locations, but with very cheap rent. And mm. so, you know, some people joke around, it was like, if you wanted to find an RNS, you needed to look between a, a lube shop and a vape shop. Right. I mean, it was <laughs> just, but big locations. So, yeah. Um, pretty soon in the, in the space, you know, we become known as, Hey, there's, there's these guys in Phoenix that they'll buy anything. So not only were we dealing with all the, all the manufacturers here locally, but pretty soon we start getting calls from factories all over the country. Wow. And not only, not only were we getting calls from, from the factories, but we were also getting calls from the guys that supply those factories. Yeah. So, you know, there's always, or at least back then there was always, you know, some closeouts or, you know, some fabric that someone changed their mind or, you know, a spring got built and it was a half inch off and it didn't meet spec. And so we were the guys that would come in and we would pay cash and and we would buy all that stuff. Yeah. Um, And so that's, you know, that's how we cut our teeth in, in learning how to, how to make mattresses. There wasn't, you know, Every time I would get a call from a, from a factory, especially if it was one that I wasn't familiar with or anything like that, I would, you know, I'd like, well, yeah, we're very interested. Please send me over a list of all the raw materials you have. And they would. And then I would, I would, you know, call them and say, Hey, you know what? I, I really, I would like to take a, I would like to fly out there. I'd like to put my hands on it, you know, touch it, see it and, yeah. and different things like that. And so, and you know, I can say this now, ultimately what I really wanted to do was I just wanted to get in their factory. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, every, every, and we're very proud of our facility and, and everyone's proud of the manufacturing facility that they have. So it would, sure. you know, I would be in the factory and I'd be looking at some fabric and, and pretty soon it'd be like, you know, I'd look over and I'd be like, man, what is that? That I've never seen a machine like that. And yeah. the guy was like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's what puts our handles on. Uh, well, here, come, come check it out. And pretty soon I'm on a, I'm on a tour of, of this factory. And so wow. I, 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 yeah, I feel very fortunate that, that I was able to do that. So the whole time, you know, I, I'm going into all these big factories and, and I'm seeing different ways, you know, every company builds beds a little bit different and they have yeah. different processes and different flow. And, and so, you know, I was very fortunate and, and the fact that I got to, you know, get into these facilities and see firsthand how, how the, how they built, how they built beds. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far. I'd like to pause and say thank you to this episode's mid-break sponsor, France and Son. 
France & Son offers lighting, furniture, and home decor at a very affordable price point. Pieces are available in a variety of colors, finishes, and textiles to complement any decor, and they even offer custom upholstery if you really can't find what you're looking for. So make sure to check them out at franceandson.com. That's franceandson.com, and enjoy the rest of the episode. I'm curious, like, how did you map out the business concept with you're taking in raw materials? You mentioned one of a kind. And how do you convince consumers that this bed is maybe right for them or you don't have a specific bed line at this point. So this bed's different from your next bed you're about to build. And how do you sell to consumers? Do they test them out? How does that go? Yeah. So we, we were still buying liquidated name brands. Yeah. So we were buying beds from Serta and, and Sealy and Simmons. So customers would come into our retail stores and, and they'd be looking for a queen size mattress and we would start showing them, you know, whatever liquidated product we had. So you know, there's a sort of perfect sleeper and, and at retail, this bed was a thousand dollars and we were selling it for four ninety nine. you know, yeah. and it might, might have a, have a rip on it, or it might be, might've been a 30 day comfort exchange, you know, something like that. So, yeah. And then if, if that was a product that they didn't like, or if we didn't have, you know, very good inventory on our, on our liquidated product, that was when we would roll into the RNS mattress brand. Yeah. And that would be a bed, you know, and I, and I'm not joking when I say this, you know, I, I could, I could build a bed and I could have, you know, a spring that I bought from, you know, from Sealy, some foam that I bought from one of the, one of the different foam companies, uh, uh, some fabric that I bought from Simmons. And I was buying components from all these different companies and then bringing it into our manufacturing facility and putting it together. Yeah. Um, so th- there was, there was some validation in the sense that we had those name brands in our, in our facility, in our store. And if the customer didn't like that, then we would move them into the RNS mattress brand. Got it. I'm curious then, um, as years continued, I'm curious, when does this transition come where you're taking in raw materials and you decide that you guys want to fully manufacture in-house? When do you start getting rid of liquidation and how does that journey kind of evolve for Brooklyn Bedding? Yep. So I would say it, it started in, in, uh, you know, I don't, I don't remember the year, but I would say it started when I saw my first, I saw the first mattress being put in a box Yeah. and my wife was an early e-commerce shopper and, and she's the one that kind of pointed it out to me. She was on overstock.com, I believe. And, you know, one day, one night laying in bed, she's like, Hey, you know, honey, look, there's a, there's a mattress right here and they'll ship it right to you. And I look at it and it was rather inexpensive. It was a 10 inch memory foam mattress. And I'm I'm like, we'll buy it, you know, buy it and have it, have it brought in. She buys it. And a week later, this thing shows up on my doorstep in a, you know, in a small, you know, relatively small box. And, you know, I couldn't believe it. And so I take it up to the factory and we cut it open and, you know, open the whole thing up and dissect it. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that, that is when things started to change for us. So, uh, you know, I saw that and I, and I, and I thought, this is what I want to do this. I want to try to sell a bed online. And ultimately I would like to try to manufacture something like this. Yeah. So through, through the years of being a liquidator and, and buying um, all these different raw materials from all these different 
vendors and, and suppliers and stuff. I, I developed a, you know, uh, you know, a Rolodex of people that I could call and, and, and ask questions. And so I, I start calling and, and I'm like, Hey, who's bringing in these memory foam mattresses out of China. And yeah. after a couple of days, I finally get a hold of a guy and I call him up and I tell him, Hey, I'm, I'm interested. I would like to, you know, I would like to bring in some beds that are rolled up and I want to try to sell beds on the internet. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. He's like, well, do you want to go to China? And I told him, like, I'd love to. And so we, you know, three weeks later, we're on a plane to China and, and he takes me through, you know, six to seven factories and I get to see how they're making these beds. And he takes mm. me to some fabric suppliers and, and, you know, it was, it was as simple as, you know, they were making a memory foam mattress and they're compressing it. And then there were four guys just rolling it up by hand and taping it. Wow. And so, yeah. And so I was like, you know, this is, this is what I wanted to do. So I, I designed, I designed a, a three bed lineup while we were in China and, and I ended up buying two to three containers of mattresses and, you know, they're on their way over and, and I come back and I'm like, you know, I'm going to sell some beds on the internet. Yeah. And so we launch a website and, you know, I put all these beds up there and I'm trying to sell them and, and we don't sell a single one. Mm. I, I couldn't sell anything. I didn't know. And, you know, I wasn't, I would say, you know, I, I, I'm not the marketing guy in the company. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I just, I didn't know how to market the website. I, you know, I just struggled and couldn't sell anything, but the, the one thing that I, I could never get hurt because I had my own local retail stores. So yeah. we eventually just sold that product out through our retail stores. And the whole time, you know, I'm looking at these beds that I've imported and I'm looking at all this money that I've invested in equipment in my own manufacturing facility and you know, the whole time I'm like, I want to be able to put a mattress in a box. You know, I want to, you know, I, I went and saw how they're doing it. Yeah. There's no reason why I can't do it here. And so I eventually, you know, through some equipment contacts, found a, uh, a supplier out of Italy that makes a roll pack machine, you know, Mm -hmm. in Europe, they, in Europe, they've been putting beds in, you know, putting mattresses in a box for a long time. Yeah. And so there was equipment there. And so I, I fly out there. I, I, look at that equipment and just kind of take a leap of that, you know, yeah, I'm going to, and I think at that time that machine was 125,000 or, you know, something like that, which is, you wow. know, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. And, and so I buy that machine, I bring it in and, and I'm like, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to figure this out. And so I launched a bet on Amazon and I put it under the dream foam bedding brand was, you know, I, I developed it. I wanted a different brand. Arnest mattress wasn't, you know, wasn't really a brand. I'm like, you know, yeah. I wanted a little bit different brand and I just put it up there and kind of forgot about it. And, and I'm, you know, we're opening retail stores and, and running the, the retail side of the business. And then all of a sudden I get an email one day and, and sold a bed on Amazon and it's like, wow, you know, this is great. And so I, you know, go back there, we build it and we run it through the roll pack machine and get it boxed up. And I mean, I, you know, we didn't have a FedEx truck or anything. So I, I literally drove it down to the FedEx store myself and made sure that it got, you know, shipped out. Yeah. The whole time I, you know, I'm driving back to the factory. I'm like, this is great. You know, like, you know, this is awesome. So then, you know, two days go by, three days go by and we sell another bed and then we sell another bed and then we get a we get a review. And, you know, once that, you know, once that momentum started happening, um, 
you know, Amazon is where we really first cut our teeth um, yeah. online. And so, you know, I'll, I'll tell the story real quick. Uh, we had one bed on Amazon and I, th I think we had up to, you know, I think we had up to 30 reviews on it and, and we were doing a really good job. And, and I get a call from uh, someone in Amazon's marketing department and they said, you know, hey, this is so-and-so Amazon marketing. And, you know, we've kind of been following your, uh, your Amazon store and you guys are doing a great job. You get great reviews and, and, you know, we'd like to do a little marketing piece on, on your company. And I said, okay, wow. great. You know, so they, they interview me and, and they said, can you send us a picture, you know, with next to a rolled up mattress. And so I take a picture, send it to them. And they said, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to launch this piece, this editorial, we're going to launch this on our mattress page. And, you know, we're going to do it on a Tuesday and, and, that Tuesday, you should see a nice little spike in business. And then after that, there'll be a link, but then the next Tuesday, we're going to, we're going to highlight it, another small business. Mm. And so, uh, I, you know, I, I, I had no idea what to expect. Right. So yeah. they, they launch it and I get a call about seven 30 from my plant manager. And, uh, you know, I, I answer it and I'm like, Hey, what's up? And he's like, he's like, He's like, what's going on? I'm like, well, I, I don't know. What do you mean? He's like, Amazon. He's like, we've already had more sales than we've ever had. And it was 7.30 in the morning. I'm like, well, I, I told you they were going to run that, that editorial. And, and they said to expect a, a spike in business. He's yeah. like, yeah, this is, you know, this is huge. And, and I can't remember what it was. I mean, it might've been 40 beds or something, you know? Yeah. At the time. And so I, I'm like, well, let me log on. And I log on to Amazon, you know, I log on amazon.com. And on the homepage of amazon.com above the fold is my picture. And it says dream foam bedding. I even have, I even have it right here because they eventually, they eventually they sent it to me, but it's, it's, it's hard to see, but oh, that's this, very is cool. the, this is it right here. It says dream foam gets your bed just right. And this is on the homepage of amazon.com. Wow. So, yeah. And so we, uh, I'm like, I can't believe this. This is crazy. And so obviously yeah. Tuesday was really, really good. Um, Wednesday, I log on to amazon.com and, and it's down, but you could still see a link there. Yeah. And so, you know, that Wednesday was good Thursday, you know, business tailed off a little bit, but it was like, wow, that was, that was amazing. And so then next Tuesday at seven, seven 30 in the morning, I get a call from my plant manager again. And he's like, he's like, dude, He's like, it's happening again. I'm like, what? And he's like, Amazon, it's going nuts. Wow. And so I log on to amazon.com and sure enough, there's that, you know, there's that picture and, and the article again. Wow. And, and I'm on the phone with him. I'm like, dude, I can't believe it. It's, it's up there again. And he's like, well, he's like, I thought, I thought it was only going to go one week. I'm like, that's what they told me. And he's like, well, you know, maybe they made a mistake or, you, you know, are you going to call them and ask them? I'm like, no, I'm not going to call them and ask them. I mean, if they, you know, I don't want to tell them to take it down. Maybe they did make a mistake. Yeah. So fast forward, you know, the next week it's back up on a Tuesday. It would always come down, you know, after Tuesday, but there'd be a link. And then the next week it's up on Tuesday. So hmm. pretty soon, you know, I'm, I'm, I would, I was the one that was taking all the phone calls and answering all the questions and, and yeah. then trying to process all the orders. And it's, and it's getting so busy that, 
that, you know, I can't handle that anymore. And so I bring in a guy from one of our sales, from one of our stores. I'm like, Hey, you're going to answer all these questions and make sure these beds are getting shipped out. And I'm going to make sure that they're getting built. Yeah. And so to fast forward a little bit, Amazon ran that piece for the next seven months (laughs) and, you know, didn't call, didn't, didn't, didn't say anything. And finally, you know, at the seventh month, I get a call from someone at Amazon and, and they, you know, said, Hey, this is so-and-so with Amazon marketing department. I just want to let you know that, that, uh, this next Tuesday is going to be the last day that your, your piece runs. And I, you know, I'm like, Oh man, I was like, I was hoping I'd never get a call from you guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that, that's what really catapulted our, our e-commerce business. Wow. That, that's incredible. I, I'm curious, especially since this success with Amazon and the marketing there, how much of your business would you sh- would you say that shifted online? And especially today, do you see mo- much of your business online and contrast the retail, bed in the box, et cetera? Yeah. I mean, right now, um, you know, 85% of our revenue is done online. Yeah. Um, you know, at the time, you know, our, I, back when the Amazon, when Amazon was happening, I looked at Amazon as, Hey, this could, this could eventually be, you know, equivalent to one of our retail stores. Yeah. And then, you know, through that seven months, it quickly, you know, quickly surpassed the retail stores. And it was like, Hey, this, this could be as big as all of our retail stores. Yeah. And then, so I'll, I'll, I'll go back just a little bit on, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I hired that gentleman to, to answer calls and different things like that. And we only had one mattress on Amazon. And this is probably after the third week or the fourth week. And, and, I, and he's taking a call and I'm listening to him and, and he's trying to sell a bed and, and he hangs up and he doesn't sell a bed. And so I, I walk into his office. I'm like, Hey, what, what happened with that? I'm like, that yeah. sounded really good. Sound like you're going to sell her something. And he's like, yeah, she just, she didn't want, you know, she didn't want a 12 inch mattress. She wanted a 10 inch memory foam mattress. Yeah. And and so I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, we have a 10 inch memory foam mattress. I'm like, we yeah. got tons of them in the back. And he's like, well, we don't have one on Amazon. I say, you call that lady back right now. And you tell her by the end of the day, we'll have a 10 inch memory foam mattress listed on Amazon. And so he calls her back and, and he's like, Hey, I, you know, I just talked to my boss and we actually have a 10 inch memory foam mattress. We just don't have it on Amazon. And so I go in the back and I take some pictures and, and, I launched that bet on Amazon and pretty soon wow. we start selling, we start selling this mattress. And yeah. so that, you know, we didn't know when this piece was going to come down. And yes. so, so then I, you know, I just spent that, that six months, seven months, just, you know, really kind of studying, studying where I felt like there were, you know, holes and, and where I could sell, you know, slot some product in and sell some product. So, yeah. you know, when we first started, uh, you know, we had one mattress on Amazon by the end of that seven months, you know, in the, out of the top hundred mattresses being sold on Amazon, we had 25 of them and wow. we had 12 of the top 20, you know, wow. I, you know, they have, they have rankings and I, you know, learned how to follow the rankings and I would keep track of all of this stuff. And yeah. so, and, and that is also about the same time that, uh, you know, tough to needle came into yeah. business and Casper came into business. Mm. And these guys came in with a completely different model, right? Yeah. You know, back when they started, it was one mattress. Yeah. And 
you know, so I, I kind of looked at that and I was like, man, that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm selling 25 different models on Amazon and, you know, having success. And, you know, yeah. these guys are trying to say that they're only going to sell one. I'm like, that's never going to work. <laughs> obviously that, that was very wrong, but, uh, you know, that, that, that was the start of our, of our e-com business and our transition away from, from being a liquidator. So I would, For sure. you know, launching that dream phone brand, um, you know, really taught me the, the importance and the, the value of, of a brand. And so it was yeah. during, it was during that process that, and then, I, you know, Casper launched and took me to launch. It was, it was during that, that, you know, it was like, Hey, you know, RNS mattress really isn't a brand. We need a, you know, we need a RNS mattress might be our store, but it's not a, it's not a brand. Yeah. So that's when, um, you know, we're like, Hey, you know, we need to brand our product. And, uh, at the time my, my, my girls were very young. My, my youngest daughter's name is Brooklyn. Mm. And so it was like, you know, what about Brooklyn bedding? Yeah. And, you know, we did some searches and it was available and, and so that was wow. when we launched Brooklyn Bedding. So we had Dream Foam Bedding on Amazon, and then we had Brooklyn Bedding in our retail stores. Wow. Well, pretty soon in our retail stores, you know, we, we get some nice labels made, and, and it's the Brooklyn Bedding brand. And pretty soon, you know, all, all the guys would sell in our retail stores were, was Brooklyn Bedding. Yeah. And they kind of transitioned away from all the liquidated product and, and, you know, the, the liquidation business is great, but it's also, it's fickle, right? Because yeah. it's, it's only as good as the next deal you can find. Mm. And, you know, it's constantly, you're constantly out trying to find, you know, the next deal on fabric, the next deal on yeah. foam. And, and, and then, and then you have to bring in massive amounts of inventory. If, you know, that's how you got the best deals you know, the larger deals always seem to be the better deals. So yeah. there, there's, there are times in the process where, you know, I would, I would make a deal on something and then I would have to go temporarily lease, you know, 30, 40,000 square feet just to hold all this stuff. Wow. And then we would bring it in and, but, you know, you also got to realize, you know, I, you know, we were buying raw materials at pennies on the dollar. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it made sense for, for, for me to do that. Well, with such amazing evolution there, describing back in the liquidation days, moving into retail stores, moving into Amazon and e-commerce, I saw online that you guys are also now manufacturing pr for private label brands. If you can kind of describe that evolution from going onto your own e-commerce store, having so much success and manufacturing now for other private label brands. Yep. So so during the, the Amazon process, we got to a point where um, we were just, we were at max capacity and, you know, we were still working out of our, out of our, you know, our, our first facility, but we had leased out a couple different buildings. Mm -hmm. And so it, you know, I'm like, Hey, we need a bigger facility. And, and so I started looking for real estate, couldn't buy anything. And I ended up building a factory and the whole time I'm building this facility, you know, I had the mindset of, you know, every single mattress that I build out of this facility is going to go in a box. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was a relatively quick process, but, you know, started construction on the facility, you know, invested in, in a lot of conveyor and really laid out the facility to where I felt like I could be very, very efficient and, and, and you know, triple and quadruple my production of where I currently was. Yeah. And so, 
we move into this new facility and, and it was on a, and Amazon's still going great and, and Brooklyn Bedding's doing well and, and our retail stores are doing well. And, and it was a Wednesday, I think it was a Wednesday afternoon and, and it was a month or a month and a half into this facility. And I walked down in, onto the factory floor and I look around and, and, and these, all these guys are just standing around. I'm like, you know, I grab my plant manager. I'm like, Hey, what, you know, what's going on? Yeah. He's like, we're done. He's like, we're, you know, we built everything. Like, well, you know, we've, we've shipped all our orders and, and we're caught up. And I'm like, well, build some inventory. You know, yeah. don't let these guys just stand around, you know, let's, let's, you know, keep them working. And, and he's like, we, we did. And he pointed over and there's a ton of inventory. And so hmm. before we had moved into that facility, we were working out of four different buildings. And so we would have, you know, some raw materials here and we would have foam over here. And so we were so inefficient hmm. that, you know, we just had guys everywhere. And when we transitioned, I didn't want to, I didn't want to let anyone go or anything like that. But, you know, after we moved into this new facility, we, we became so much more efficient because of the processes and, and just the different things that we had put in place. And so it was like, I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, you know, we need to, we need to sell more product. And so it was at that time that, you know, like I said, I had, I had some people in the industry that, that knew me and, and. And this was, you know, this was during the, the, the mattress e-com, you know, all these companies popping up and, and yeah. you know, starting mattress websites. And a lot of, a lot of these guys, you know, they don't, they didn't manufacture anything. So they were looking for someone to build their product. Yeah. And so word got out that, you know, Hey, you know, Brooklyn bedding in Phoenix has some open capacity and, and, you know, they can put beds in a box and, and so then that's what started our, um, you know, our, our wholesale manufacturing. Amazing. So when you first started doing that, how many companies would you say would come to you? Would you pursue companies? And was there like a portfolio maximum that you guys would max out on? You wouldn't take on any more. How did that look? No, I, it was, it was more along the lines of, um, you know, there, there's certainly, I, you know, I would go out and, and try to solicit some business and there were, yeah. you know, there certainly were some companies that said, um, you know, no, we, we won't, we won't use you because you compete against us. Mm. And so there, there was a handful of guys that just said, we'll never buy from you. And then there were others that said, you know, look, the, the, the opportunity so big and, and you're already doing it. You know, we would love, we would love for you to make our product. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I give all the credit to, to the guys on the floor and, and the guys that build the product, but we were really good at it. You know, we, we knew the importance of, you know, getting a mattress out on time. And, you know, we knew the importance of how hard it was to acquire that customer. And yeah. then, Hey, we need to, we need to deliver a, a, an excellent product and we need to deliver it quickly. So yes. we were, we were very, very good at that. So, you know, the guys that did, that did come to us and, and, uh, want us to build their product, you know, we're very happy. We did it. We did a very good job for them. And we've continued sure. to do that, continued to do that to this day. For sure. I'm curious to this day, um, what would you say is the largest part of your business? Would you say like Brooklyn bedding or do you guys focus more? Do you have so many private labels that you're manufacturing more for other brands? How does that kind of portion lay out now today for Brooklyn bedding? Yeah. Our currently our, our D to C business is the, the largest portion of our business for sure right now. And then, you know, then falls in under, you know, our wholesale falls in underneath that. Got it. Well, I like to conclude each episode with this and with such an amazing history and evolution of this story, 
I know you have so much inspiration to share. If you can share one piece of advice with an aspiring entrepreneur, maybe something you've learned along the way, or maybe regret, uh, what would you say that would be? Yeah. Um, I would, I would say, you know, it, it took me, it took me a long time to, um, and I don't know if this is because I'm, I call myself cheap or, you know, whatever, but it, it took me a long time to really invest in people. Mm. And, you know, so while, while we were building the business and, and, you know, I would say the sooner that you can budget it and, and the sooner that you can afford to do it, you know, to bring in talent and, yeah. and very talented people right now, um, you know, the quality of, of people that we have on our staff is phenomenal. I mean, these people are so smart, so talented, and, you know, they're able to work on, you know, on what they were brought in for. Yeah. And so I, I would say, you know, that's what I would say. I would, you know, I would say when you can, you know, try to hire and, and bring in as much talent as possible. For sure. Well, John, thank you so much for joining me. And to the listeners out there, make sure to check out Brooklyn Betting at brooklynbetting.com. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode around John's entrepreneurial journey. I'd like to say thank you to this episode's closing sponsor, Atlanta. Atlanta is the leading fast fashion company with its main focus on menswear. It prides itself on a mission to offer on-trend, unique styles of excellent value to consumers in the United States, Canada, Australia, and European countries. So if you're looking for something on the go while you're traveling in the office, Atlanta offers a wide variety of products at a very affordable price point. I highly recommend and make sure to check them out at atlantal.com and use code Nagel. That's atlantal.com and check the link in this description to check it out for yourself. I'll see you guys next week.